The face of Latina professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Today, I'm joined by the CEO of Borinquen Cakes, Rachel Diaz. Rachel, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. Pleasure all, all ours. You know, we're fascinated by your story, but also just by your amazing cakes. I mean, congratulations on all your success so far. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Tell me about that journey. So for you, your journey starts uh, as, as life in Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I grew up over there and I moved here when I was 19 years old and by the time I was 20, I realized there was no Puerican cakes in Chicago. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, so uh, I'm not going to be able to find the super moist cakes that I'm used to in the island. This is, you know, I had to do something about it. So I had to reach out to my um, my aunts that were professional bakers in Puerto Rico, and they're the ones who teach me how to do the authentic Puerican cake, you know, and that's moistened with brandy and the almond icing. And... Um, and that's kind of how things started. <laughs> wow. Now, one of the things I heard you say that when we were yeah, walking in here was that um, you're not a coffee person, but that you're a sugar person. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so that seems more appropriate, right? The fact that, I mean, you know, for you, this is kind of a, a, the way that people see coffee. You see sugar and, and these cakes. Is that, is that fair? <laughs> yep. That's exactly how it is. <laughs> so, so tell me about um, just in terms of that process, right? So you come here and it was really more about the fact that you were just used to this way of life, right? It seems like. Then it was that you really just loved cakes. This is a part of who you are. Yeah. Um, ever since I was there, I've always been, like, in the kitchen, like, trying new things and just, you know. I even had the Easy Bake Oven. Oh, no <laughs> so, way. so it runs back <laughs> since when I was very small. That's so funny. Now, but but it wasn't it wasn't something that you sought out professionally, right? So when you came here at 19 years old, um, you didn't say, "Hey, I'm going to start a, a bakery," right? Yeah, not at all. Like, <laughs> I was um, I was always into art. So um, ever since I was little, I wanted everything that had to do with any type of art. I was in ballet, music, um, pretty much everything I could get my hands in creatively. And but one that I actually thought that I would do better will be like design because I found a passion for designing um, logos and things for corporate and all that. So um, when I came here, I was just, I was determined. I just wanted to be a designer and that was it. And um, I was just doing the cakes on the side just for fun for my family and friends. Wow. What brought you to Chicago in the first place? <laughs> um, love. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So it was some... I'm assuming your husband? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. say, I mean, if it's love, right? <laughs> Which not it wouldn't be bad if I would have said, like, it was my ex-boyfriend. Right, right. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I'm saying, hey, you're here, right? So it couldn't be all bad. But no, tell me, so tell me how you guys met and, and that whole story, because he's been a big part of not only, you know, your personal life, but even uh, this, this journey uh, in, into your bakery, right? Yeah, so that's a very <laughs> interesting story. <laughs> um... I was a teenager um, in high school when I was just um, chatting on in the internet back then when it was dial-up. <laughs> and we were like <laughs> chat with random people. So funny. So I met this person and I just 
really liked how the way that he think, the way that he um, like he was very like smart and the way that he respected women and all that kind of stuff. And we just kept talking to him and I just couldn't stop talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> and one day um, he's like, hey, you want to come visit me? I'll get you like the tickets. I had a cousin over here. So I'm like, yeah, let's go visit my cousin and I can meet you in person. And that's how I met him. <laughs> wow. So now I'm assuming, is he Puerto Rican? No, he's Mexican. Oh, oh no way. <laughs> yeah. So that's a crazy, it's even a crazier story. So <laughs> here from Chicago, I mean, you know, I, I'm Mexican and Mar sitting over there and she's Mexican. So, you know, we're a little biased, right? <laughs> no, but of course, that's a, that's an amazing story. And so so you, you ended up just saying, hey, I love you. I love Chicago. And this is it. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> wow, what an incredible story! So, from that point, did you did you come to school here? How was? Tell me about that kind of that, that culture shock, or maybe that uh, you know, the first emotions that you felt coming here. Yeah, it was. Um, well, I came here in the middle of a blizzard, no <laughs> so way. It, the weather chuck was there definitely. And you I made was... it very clear that you don't <laughs> that you like it warm. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like today's not even that cold. It's cold, not, but not that cold. But <laughs> yeah, and I'm still wearing my coat. I'm not gleaming. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was very very tough when I first came, but I was in love, so I couldn't didn't care. <laughs> kept, love kept you warm, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we started, you know, from ground, like like everybody. We started like in a little house in the little village because no, it was meant to get. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so not Humble Park, right? <laughs> not, not, not right away. So, yeah, and um, I was going to college over there when I finally decided, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to come moving with you. So I um, had to finish college over here. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. I did went online to like the Art Institute and... We just finished my career in the design, digital design, um, and I ended up working um, in product design, which is quite different, but I fell in love with that world as well. It was really, really fun, and I was designing toys for different stores like Michaels wow. and Target and Crafts, and it was all very fun, colorful, and um, I had a really, really good time over there. That's amazing. And- you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about when, you know, especially since you have this this relationship now with someone else from another Latin American country, right? And that family and even Little Village, right? I mean, it's a whole other world. That What was your your first take or impression when you hear the word or heard the word uh, Latina, right? Or Latino even, but just the idea of it's because when you're in Puerto Rico, right, it's not something I'm assuming you hear very often because you're. Puerto Rican, right? Well, you kind of do, yeah. You still hear it? still consider, like, everybody, you know, being Latinos. Like, feel like they use it. Maybe not as much as here, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I ask that is because I, I bring this up, you know, quite often. Because like, I, I didn't, you don't think about it. I was born and raised here. You know, both my parents immigrated from Mexico. But that for a lot of women, especially even Mexican women, that uh, make comments like, I'd never heard the word Latina until I came to the United States because, oh, okay. you know, in Mexico, we're just Mexican. <laughs> you know? Okay. And, and, and if you're Puerto Rican, you're Puerto Rican. So, you know, what was what was that culture like to come here and see that, you know, we, we kind of treat the Latin American culture as, as, a, as, a, as a culture, right, as its own thing versus you're Puerto Rican or you're Mexican. You know, how, how did you feel about that relationship to other um, Latin Americans in, here in, in Chicago? I feel like Puerto Rico, it's something I really love about it is that we're all very together. Like we don't see any racial 
um, discrepancy. Like it's not like here where you have like uh, an area that's for uh, Mexicans, an area that's for Puerto Rican, right. an area for everybody's together and nobody sees anything. Like, because Puerto Rico, you gotta think um, back. We are a mix of three races from um, the Spanish. We have um, African um, com- blood coming through our brains too. Um, <laughs> Our veins as well. We have the Tainos, which are, you know, the people that live there. So we have a mix of pretty much everything. And so we grew up like that. We don't see anybody being like different more or less. So when I came here, that was one of the biggest shocks. Because um, when I was looking for houses over there, I'm like, hey, let's look some for some houses. Um, so when I move in and he's like, oh, but you can't get that one because that's in a different neighborhood and yeah. they're not going to feel welcome over there. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, that's yeah. not I, I couldn't even picture that in my head. And um, so, yeah, that was definitely like a big culture. So I feel like we all um, feel like a family like Latinos and everything like we don't really have that separation how do you carry that into you know what you do in, in the community that you're obviously creating around your brand as well right because you're bringing that culture into the American culture which is something you found a need for you know do you feel that you're able to then kind of I don't say impose that but share a little bit of that you know beautiful perspective that you know you do have that sense of inclusivity with your community that you know for you the borders aren't you know, you can't process that, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing, right? And it, it is kind of sad when you think about it. But do you think you try to, on some level, incorporate that into what you do in your business and, you know, w- with your cakes? Yeah, totally. Like, one of the things that we had to do first when we started the business was define our target audience and define who we're going to be, um, like, talking to when we were developing our brands. And um, I was always hesitant if I should do like Spanish or English because that's one thing that really like because I couldn't do both because of we would if you talk to everybody just talk to no one so I'm like okay the way that I could be more inclusive and bring everybody in it will be with English so that's why everything every post and everything is posted in English but I do talk in Spanish if somebody needs um, help with that Um, so that's kind of like the way that we talk to people we just try to like Feel, make them feel like they are part of it already. So um, even when you come into one of our bakeries, you're always going to be welcome. Like in Puerto Rico, I don't know if you guys ever gone there, but if you um, go to even a supermarket, everybody's mi amor, everybody is, you know, my love, how are you? You're super warm. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring to Chicago. Like I wanted to feel that everybody could feel the same way when they come in. That's amazing. I love that. And you're <laughs> right. I mean, it is very much like that. I- you know, I think maybe Puerto Ricans a little more than Mexicans sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, I think we could learn and, and use a little bit of that in, in our own lives. But but do you think that's also something that's been very well received? I mean, I can't imagine that it's not, right? But tell me about the experience that you've had with people uh, trying Puerto Rican anything for the first time. Yeah, so a lot of people are very surprised. Like, they didn't even know that there was, like, a Puerto Rican sweet side because we all used to, like, the jibaritos. Yeah. We used to, like, all the arroz con gandules. But <laughs> flan is the only thing that they know. Like, okay, that could be, like, Puerto Rican, Mexican, you know. Yep, but yep. there's, um, they didn't even knew that there was, like, a Puerto Rican type of cake that we do over there. And sometimes you know, I even met Puerto Ricans that don't even know it because they grew up really? here. Oh, interesting. So it's... Um, every time they get to try it, um, they're like amazed of how different it could be. Something that 
they're already used to like, like cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. But they end up loving it, especially everything with guava here. I feel like everybody loves guava. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Can't argue with you there. Now, in terms of the business and setting it up, you know, one of the things you had mentioned was you have the support of your husband and, you know, starting that um, that adventure together. Tell me about some of those challenges that you had to go through as, as just a, as a business owner. Um, well, so many. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. It's everything. Right? Everything was a challenge. Well, the first challenge was presenting this business plan to my husband because he was already said that, I mean, I'm a designer. I'm going to be, you know, working. Uh, I was even thinking like working from home, like when all this stuff started and he kind of got used to the idea like, oh, yeah. But then I go and throw this court ball and be like, hey, I'm opening a bakery. <laughs> and he's like, well, well, well like that, we're not ready for this. This is like a lot. Like, how are you going to do this? It's, um, also, like his family, like had some uh, were in the food business in the past. So oh, okay. it didn't go that well. So he's scared that I will mm-hmm. like fail as well. And that um, it's been, you know, a little bit tough to like get to him and be like, hey, you know, I know that you're not super happy with my decision, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> wow! And so you were committed I, and passionate, huh? Good for you. <laughs> but I mean, we're gonna give it a try. We're gonna start small, and I try to like talk to him, tell them my vision and how things were gonna work, and you know, try to tell them how um how was picturing this to turn out um so little by little we're getting there um he's still not a hundred percent happy with even today because <laughs> we're um i spent a lot of time away from the kids and stuff and um that's something that he's you know he just i want to be with my family more of too of course of course but we're i'm finally getting to that point where we're like fully staffed and we're going so now we gotta get it to a point where we can actually be profitable, because <laughs> right. we can start like, um, you know, just getting a little bit of that hard work that we did through all this time. And um, but since until he doesn't see the profits, he's not gonna be he's not gonna <laughs> believe me. <laughs> you know what? But that's that's such an important thing, in, in you know, in terms of holding a vision and believing in it, which it seems like you do. And you know, what I'm also hearing is that despite the fact that. You know, it is not it's not comfortable for him, right? That he's still supporting in, in yeah. his way, right? And, mm-hmm. and obviously, you guys are together, so that's a good thing. But but you know, like in terms of where that comes from, where for you, where, like is that something that is common in your family? Is that are you unique to that? Like, where does this drive and this um, you know ambition come from? Well, I think it's a mix of everything. My dad. Um, also had this phase where he created like his own business. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it's something that <laughs> runs in my blood or something, but I have a few like cousins too that are like um, entrepreneurs. And I always think that like something that it's achievable. So it's not like um, some people that feel like, oh, that's impossible to do. So I've always seen like it's possible. Um, it's just had you know, a lot of work behind it and um, also, I don't know, my, one of my aunts, um, did, she told me once, like, oh, there's nothing over there with Puerto Rican case, you should do something. And I was always hesitant, like, oh, the food industry is so hard. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. But when I have my second, when I was pregnant of my second child, um, and I lost my job as a designer, then I was like, okay, maybe I should like tr- give it a try and see how it goes. And 
for some reason, I don't know if it was like a midlife crisis, a 30 <laughs> crisis or what, but I felt like I needed to do something bigger and designing wasn't fulfilling that for me anymore. Wow. So I wanted to create jobs. I wanted to create something for the community, leave my mark here. And I don't know, that's how it started. <laughs> no, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Just, you know, because you have such a, you know, calm demeanor and, and just, you know, this is very sweet, right? Very <laughs> sweet demeanor. And so when you hear these things, you're almost like, wow, this is a different take on a personality that you're not, you know, I'm not particularly used to. What do you when you have these conversations with other Latinas specifically, right? Um, and I think this is one of the things that we hear a lot of in the community, not just, you know, being Mexican or Puerto Rican, but really just all of Latin America, this idea of imposter syndrome, right? Where, you know, not enoughness or, no, that's for somebody else, but not for me. When you hear that kind of conversation, which I'm sure you do, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, what, how do you feel about it, number one? And, and, you know, what do you tell, especially the, 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 the Latinas listening, to this podcast, like, what would you say to them when they have those types of limiting beliefs that you obviously believe it's possible? <laughs> yeah, like, you can really do anything you put your mind into. Um, you just have to do it, and whoever doesn't get there is because they just stop trying. So right. just, just keep on trying, and you'll get there eventually. And if you give it your all, like, doesn't matter. Just try to stop those voices of, you know, maybe your parents or maybe your relatives saying that you can't do this, it's not going to work. If you have a vision, it's because someone, something put it in your head and you have to go and go forward with it. And um, as long as you keep doing it and do something, a little thing every <clears throat> single day, you're going to get there because there's no other way you you can't fail if you do it every day. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And so, you know, and, and I think it's also important to note that I think in the Hispanic community or Latino community, you do get a lot of that family chatter, right? Mm -hmm. That people say, ah, why, don't, why do you do that? It's too hard. Or, you know, you're going to fail or this person failed or I have this fear and X, Y, Z, right? Mm -hmm. How did you handle those situations, right? Where, you know, I think for a lot of us, it was just very difficult, like, how, you know, to, to accept that or to hear that. How did you handle that negative talk from others? Um, it's not easy because those thoughts, you know, it's they're on your head. Right. They stick there and it's, you know, every time you see that you're failing, they come back and they're like, oh, like it's going to happen. I'm going to. But sometimes what I do is I take them as a push to prove them wrong yeah. and do the opposite. I'm like, OK, so you want to you think I'm going to fail or some people you want to see me fail then i'm not gonna let it happen i'm gonna push through and i'm gonna finish my mission that i wanted to create here <laughs> absolutely no i mean it's that's it's very you know it's 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 very admirable you know that that you're able to do that just because like i said that thing is one of the things that keep any community any person down is that negative self-talk but for whatever reason you know you see it very much in the latino community right and it's something that I think through your story and sharing it, it, it really will change the people's perspectives. And, and it's also shown that, you know, Latina women are the ones that are the ones evolving the most, getting the most educated, you know, um, starting the most, more businesses. So all these things are a factor. Where do you see in terms of that evolving, not only, you know, as a community, but for yourself through what you're doing, right? What What's the vision that you think you're setting as, as far as, um, you know, the precedent for Latinas in business and, and moving forward? 
I just hope that more Latinas like take the step and just do it. It's so sometimes it's the hardest thing is to start, and I just hope that with what we're doing, um, we'll inspire them to be like, okay, if she can do it, like she came from nothing, I can do it. <laughs> so Absolutely. Hoping that it helps to see more Latinas like just going for it and just trying it. <laughs> <laughs> and and for you, what's the vision for the brand, for the company, for for your for you, for your life? <laughs> so, um, well, my vision of the company is to share um, that love and that warmth that Puerto Rico has to um, different communities, um, not only Chicago. So I'm hoping that in the future we can also expand to other states um, and just share a little bit of that side of us that is not very clearly like shown like in other places sometimes you go to a Puerto Rican restaurant it feels more like a transaction and I want it to feel more like a warm hug <laughs> when you go there kind of like when you go to any place in Puerto Rico to buy even <laughs> a can of soda <laughs> yeah well that's amazing and, and I think you're doing a great job of it and you know I'm, I'm excited to see how, how you grow and develop I know you'll be very successful even just on your own words right as long as you don't give up you'll find success so uh, but if you're out there listening and you're encouraged by Rachel's story and, and, and are interested in Borican cuisine, right, uh, I would encourage you to reach out to her. There's a forum uh, that you can contact her directly. But, you know, Rachel, I just want to thank you for coming in and sharing your story. It was my pleasure. Thank you guys for inviting me over. <laughs> no, I can't wait for the next one. Thank you. Thank you.